Hey there! Before we get into it, I want to say thanks to some folks who helped us get this podcast bird off the ground. Thank you to Haley Rose for the introduction every week. Thank you to Chango for allowing us to use the song Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop, which appears at the end of our episodes. And thank you to Ross Gerson for creating the podcast art. And also, an anonymous thank you to our friend who helped us create the ticket logo for Mock Footage. Thank you all so much, and without further ado, into the episode we go. Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Mock Footage. My name is Joe Langlois, and this week, we are talking about The Room. I'm Ray DeRoso, and I've never seen this film. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll happen. That'll that'll happen to ya. Um, but we're gonna fix that. Before we do, Ray, can you please tell me... I mean, you gotta know a little bit about what happens in the room, right? Like, nope. I, I'm sure you have some nope. idea of the general plot, right? I I really don't. Okay. But I'm gonna give you my best take. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so <laughs> ready. I'm I'm, not... I've been excited oh, for this. I've been I've been okay. waiting with bated breath for like two months. I know. Me too. Okay. Tommy Wiseau's character Brad is an office worker in New York, and he is. <laughs> Oh no, I'm not done. Okay. And he is currently in a happy relationship with his accountant girlfriend, Gina. <laughs> and things are turned upside down when Gina cheats on Brad with Mark, a young debutante. Okay. And that's without an E at the end. Okay. Because it's non-gendered. I looked it up, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. So, as Brad flares up in anger, he learns more about Mark and himself, and Gina too, a little bit. So, the title, The Room, comes from Brad's journey to try and make room in his life and his relationships for the fact that Gina wants another man in her life. And so, it's basically like the room we make for those we care about in our lives. Uh That's where it comes from. Yeah. Very poetic. Yep. The plot actually revolves around Brad adjusting to his new life as someone who has been cheated on and somehow becoming awkward friends with Mark and trying to stay cordial with Gina. So one of my favorite scenes is the dinner scene with the three of them at a restaurant because Brad's doing his best to be friendly because the film frames him for being in the wrong instead of Gina, who was not honest with herself or her relationship with Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's really awkward and it says a lot about society. But what really makes the film is the ending, okay? Okay. And Brad is locked in a room while Gina and Mark go off to do ambiguous actions. Uh, And this physically symbolizes that Brad might have room in his life for these two lovers, but Gina wants nothing to do with him and shuns him and locks him away, both emotionally and physically. Okay. Okay. And that is my plot synopsis of The Room. Okay. So Brad is with Gina. Gina starts dating Mark. Right. Also. Young debutante Mark. And then Brad tries to reconcile this and like Well there there's the angst phase uh-huh. where there's that famous scene of Oh hi Mark. 
Yep. Or I think I think that's this, that's definitely this movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's when like and, Brad's in that that delivery is like because Brad's like, "Oh, I I see you. Hey." Like right. we're we can be friends like through gritted teeth. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, a little bit. And like obviously Mark's still upset, but Wait, that, why is Mark upset? Well, he got cheated. Or I'm sorry. God, I keep looking at the wrong There's these names are so generic. Mm-hmm. Uh Brad, Brad is upset but is trying his best to become friends with Mark. Okay. How does Mark feel about all this? Does did Mark know about Brad before Gina started dating him? I don't think it's ever made clear. He's he's definitely like the third actor in this. Yeah, like is he more of like a plot character. point than a than a character? Yeah. Okay. Like we we neither sympathize nor dislike him. He, it's more he's he's the he's the crux of the plot. Mm-hmm. But we don't know much about him. Okay. Were there were there any like animals that stuck out to you that you remember? <laughs> animals. Yeah. Uh, I specifically remember one very very important scene with an animal in it. Are you talking about the Winnie the Pooh cameo? The what? Yeah, when Winnie the Pooh appeared because okay, so during the it's during the dinner scene, I think. Um the the main centerpiece is actually a, a statue of Winnie the Pooh just eating honey. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. And like a large part of the discussion that they have is about like this centerpiece. And like not like why is it this but like how good it's crafted and right. like how how what it's made of is the <laughs> I don't remember that specifically but I don't think that that would like stand out like I don't think that that would um I think that that scene that you're describing would fit right into this movie oh, um good maybe that's why I remember it what um who's your favorite character uh honestly I so I hate to admit it but it's Gina she the she she is wrong uh-huh. in a lot of this, but because the movie frames her in such a way as sympathetic and makes um, Brad look like the villain, mm-hmm. that you know I can't help but feel for her and be like like Brad's the main character for sure, and Gina's sort of not the antagonist but kind of a foil. Okay, and you know she just doesn't want to be in this relationship which we never find out why yeah. she just doesn't want to be there and like that seems very um realistic to me yeah 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 uh i i couldn't disagree with that if i'm being honest um okay a couple more questions here to just make sure that we we kind of explore every angle well okay were there any other like, characters i mean those are obviously the three main characters but there were any other side interactions that would have been memorable so to you what's really nice is that there's some scenes in like uh brad's office work where there are other people but like they're not blurry but they're never the focus or the center oh. of attention they're around it's an artistic choice like, where like anime outline yeah, yeah, a little bit, where the focus really isn't just on these three characters and their, inter- well, quote-unquote, interactions. Okay, okay. Um, okay, now, this this part is important, and I, I really need you to be, <laughs> I really need you to drill down into this a little bit. Okay. 
What did you think of the whole thing with the football? <laughs> um, you know, I thought that... Well, I really like that it didn't go anywhere. So, it's... <laughs> uh, here, so, if I remember correctly, um, Brad gets Mark the football as a sign of manly friendship, right? Yeah, of course. And... They're supposed, like, they keep talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to go play, like, go play catch and it's going to be great. And they keep talking about it. And finally, that scene comes up and they don't have the football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was weird what they were wearing, too, right? Yeah, they were, like, in some weird Met Gala outfits, right? Yeah. Like, they looked like armored soldiers in dresses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I... What what I really liked about the football scene is that the football wasn't even in it. It was just like the talk of the football, the build up to the football uh-huh. coaching. Uh huh. Okay. Um. So, what? Uh, obviously, you say that like Brad is painted as the villain in this film. Um. I guess what was the most monstrous thing that he did that you know at least as the vil- as the as the movie framed it. Okay, so so the movie opens with. So this this is a very short scene, but he eats Gina's leftovers. Okay, yeah. And that is very rude. Like, that is the rudest thing we see him do. Yeah. But it apparently it informs us a lot of what Brad is like as a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Just taking what and he wants. Kinda and kind of takes what he wants. Yeah. yeah. But we're, we never see any repetitions of that kind of behavior hmm. is the thing. Okay. Um. All right. I guess... There's it's getting kind of tough to to squeeze out any more conversation, which is fair because I don't know how you could know anything about what this movie is, which will be made apparent when we start watching it. Um, but before we move on, I do want to ask you what what is the like the line from this movie that you know that you know is from this movie? Oh, it's the one I said earlier. The oh hi Mark. Okay, that I will give you that one, but I want I want one more. Okay. Okay, hold on, give me a second. Okay. Oh, it's okay, it's by Gina. Uh-huh. And it's towards uh gosh, these names. Uh towards Brad, and it's basically during like the middle of the film where it's not really the turning point, but it it's where we start to realize like this is uh what's it called? The it's it's a futile effort. Uh-huh. And she's basically like it's not that I don't love you anymore. It's that I love me, and I love Br- Mark. Okay, Br- I Br- Mark. Did she trip up on it like that in the movie? Nope, that was me. Sorry. Okay, all right. It's not that. It's not that I don't love you anymore. It's that I love me. I think that's something we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why she's so sympathetic, even though she really is just the worst. Now, what I do have one final thought is that um, the portrayal of women in media mm-hmm. as like as villainesses, mm-hmm. um, it it does it is a little refreshing to see that even though she's still in the wrong, she is kind of seen as a hero mm-hmm. because it's it's still her supposedly trying to escape from a toxic relationship. Yeah, and you know, for all we know, it is. And even if it's not, you know, she's not happy, right? So absolutely, that's. That's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to watching this movie with you. Um, as we're settling in and getting ready, uh, it's, I think it's time for a quick popcorn break. And this is where this is the portion of the show where we 
tell you about our sponsors. Um, as of right now, we don't have any sponsors, so we'll tell you about the lovely Lunar Light family that we are hosted by. This time, we'll tell you about a couple of podcasts on the network. The first one that we want to tell you about is Deck of Friendship. And Ray, since you're on Deck of Friendship, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, so, Deck of Friendship is a podcast where every week your host Marble, Ray, that's me, and Mars... Uh, review an episode of an anime based on a real-life game and talk about their themes and cultural importance uh, while proclaiming our love of friendship and try to make each other laugh. I love that you're trying desperately to read the copy even though you're on the show and could just tell us what I, it's about. <laughs> we're supposed to read it. That's the, Them's the bits. Uh, right now, we're running through the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh!, and eventually we're going to do shows like Bakugan, Card Fight, Digimon, Fighting Food On, which I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. And Deck of Friendship can be found on the Lunar Light Studio every Tuesday or wherever you get your podcasts. That was really bad. Do you want to go through it again? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. No, I just want to get the room over I'm with. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Okay, um, the second podcast that I want to tell you all about is Netflix and Kill, another podcast on our network that I have sadly fallen behind on, but I'm looking forward to catching up again. They cover horror movies, um, and specifically, they try to keep themselves to horror movies that are available on Netflix, at least we know that Netflix kind of has a rotating inventory, so you might not, like, if you're old on old episodes you might not be able to watch the movies but if you're current you'll be able to watch what they're talking about for the most part and it's really interesting to hear them talk about it because uh they're both horror film students and they're both really well informed and really interesting it's hosted by kyla and marty and it comes out every other tuesday on lunar light studio and can be found wherever you get your podcasts I'm your host, Andy. I hate most things, but I try not to let that get in the way of me enjoying my life. And I'm Evan. I love most things, and it really makes me enjoy my life. I'm Ronnie. On our podcast, Ending Pending, we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. They're like canceled show investigators. That spells CSI. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, it was like a joke yeah. there. We go episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. And it's not just bad shows. Sometimes we do really good shows. Yeah, like Kings. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That's yeah. Really, really good. And The Quest. Ooh, love The Quest. Yes. Good choice. Excellent good choice. show. And Selfie. Oh, no, no. No, Ronnie, no? no. That was no, a bad selfie. one. That was, that was, oh. yeah, it was real bad. We didn't like that. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Ending pending. Is it working for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing, right? What's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> So before we get before we get into this, I do want to remind you of one important thing. We're not allowed to swear on this show. <laughs> the second thing I want to say is God forgive me. <laughs> Ray, how did you like the 
room. <laughs> I hated it. We're out of that hundred minute prison now. <laughs> I, I I can't. I live here. I'm stuck in the room. I'm. I've, I've, I do I do feel bad. I feel bad for put, like infecting your brain with this. I'm so tired. So, am I crying? Am I laughing? I don't know. Let's go through a quick plot synopsis. Um, you can do that. Yep. So, um, <laughs> successful businessman Johnny is slate is ready to marry his longtime girlfriend Lisa. They are living together and. Lisa decides that she's not in love with Johnny anymore. Uh, she begins to spread a rumor about him hitting her. And then begins uh, to have an affair with his best friend, Mark. That tension kind of rises for a while. Until the climax, which is a surprise birthday party for Johnny including all of his friends that some of which we meet throughout the movie, others of which are just kind of thrown in at the end. All of the background characters are just caricatures of people. Uh, they don't have any substance. The only people that could be argued to have substance are Lisa and Johnny. And Mark is just a prop and does not have a character of his own as perfectly predicted by Ray. Um, and then at the very end, which I totally forgot about until like five minutes before the movie ends, uh, Lisa leaves Johnny, who is distraught because the secret has come out about the affair, and she leaves him to go be with Mark, and then he takes his own life. And that's that's the end of the movie. Um, did I miss anything important, Ray? That was the episode. That Thanks was the for whole, joining us. That was the whole movie. Uh, and I, as I said, it does take one hour and 40 minutes to get through all of that. One hour and 37 minutes. I, you know what? It felt like a week. It felt like longer. It felt like I was trapped there for a month. So, what did you, what, what, what's going on, buddy? How, how you doing? M my brain broken. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't function right now. Mm -hmm. I literally cannot function. Mm -hmm. I dislike this movie. I think you can appreciate it. I had a lot of fun laughing at it with you. Yeah, we made the mistake of watching it just the two of us and like... I don't think it was a mistake. It's something that you should watch in a big group, I think. We have a shared experience now. N not that we didn't have that before. We had enough, I think. Maybe our, our friendship deteriorated a bit because of this. I don't I'm know. really sorry for even putting this on the <laughs> list, if I'm being honest. I Here's the thing. I didn't hate all of it. I had a there lot were of fun. Some, there were some accidentally, like passable scenes what what didn't you hate what's the first thing that comes to mind is it the scene with the animal in it i don't know what scene you're talking about again oh hi doggy oh hi doggy yes that was a good scene i'm sorry i literally my brain can't process everything mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. 
The doggy scene was very good. Tell me why, though, when he wasn't interacting with Lisa or Mark or any of the side... Just a random stranger was very good. Mm -hmm. His monologue about how he met Lisa, which sounded very ad-lib, was very good. Mm -hmm. So, here's a fun thing. Um, He didn't, like, remember a lot of the lines that he wrote, so when when they were acting the scenes, he was just kind of mumbling. And that's why almost everything he says is, like not matched up um, uh-huh. to his mouth because it's all ADR. He all, he, he like did the lines after uh, the fact and dubbed I over see. his own lines that he wrote and directed and <laughs> acted himself. I see. I also, I can't, I can't remember it. There was a thing I liked that he did. I literally can't remember it. I'm, my brain literally, it can't function right now. Mm-hmm. Um, doggy, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Mark. So there was something I enjoyed. There was a scene, uh, probably within the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Now it's it, it's worth noting that the first half of at, at least half of the first half of this movie is basically music videos to lovemaking scenes, which are a chore to get through. Just, uh-huh. just an absolute chore. But in that time, the neighbor Denny comes over. And kind of gets into his whole deal. Uh, little weird beard. And at one point you said, like when he was first being established as a character, you said, what is Denny? Who is Denny? And I, I want to know now at the end of the movie if you have any better answers to those questions. What is Denny? Who is Denny? Okay. Oh, why are they using fantasy music as the scoring? Did, did that click with you at all? Did... No. Okay. No. What about that awesome scene where the couple was getting ready to make out and um <laughs> I can't do this. I I just want Michelle it. says to Mike, "Arms up so that she can take his shirt off." Listen, mock footage is a great idea for a podcast. We literally just watched the room, and now we're talking about the room. And yeah, my emotional state is not stable. It's right not now. good. <laughs> I don't feel good. No. Little little behind the curtains tidbit here is that we were getting ready to start this movie, and we got about thirty seconds into the opening credits after Ray had said this looks like an eighties movie, and I was like, oh, you know what? I, I think I need to have a drink during this. So we paused it so I could go grab an adult beverage to get me through. I don't know how you did it, Stone Cold Sober, Ray. I don't know how you did it. I kept looking at my phone. It didn't help. My phone did not help at all. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Who was your favorite character? Mm-hmm. Peter. Mom? Not Mom. Mom was terrible by the end, huh? Michelle? Michelle. Michelle's pretty good. Unproblematic Michelle. <laughs> Michelle is pretty good. <sighs> oh gosh. I liked the scene I liked the scene where they like went out and played football and, and ran around and they were just being buds. Oh, you liked the cow cups. I love the cow cups. That was very good. There's something to appreciate. There's, like, there is something that, like, zero, like, in the river of crap that this movie is, anyone's gonna, like, find something to attach to. What? 
I remember. My favorite thing about this movie was when I said, was this originally conceived as a stage play? Yeah, it is acted like it's, it's acted by stage actors. It's gotta be. Um, It feels like it. Especially Denny. Yes. Yes, especially Denny. The whole room is, that is the entire setting. Mm Mm-hmm. Which... Now, there was a point, because there are a lot of shots that take place on the roof of the building, and it's Uh a big deal, and there was a point where you said, is this the sequel to The Roof? Um, Now, I've heard this rumor, I'm not sure if it's true or not. No. The reason it's called The Room is that it was a typo of the original screenplay. (laughs) No. It was supposed to be called The Roof? No. But there's a room that Lisa never leaves until the end. Okay. Can we talk about what I got right and wrong? Yeah, I mean, what do you think you got right? And what All do you, what do you think that you got wrong? Yeah. <laughs> How? I, I have know. no idea. When I first watched this movie, I had no idea what I was getting into. Not okay, a clue. Okay. I probably knew, oh, hi, Mark, and you're tearing me apart, Lisa, and that's it. Oh, and hi, they Mark. do say, oh, hi, Mark, three times, at least in this film. Oh, hi, Mark is the only thing I knew that mm-hmm. was from this movie. That's why I named a character Mark. And you Everything pretty much else? nailed the rest. How? I'm really, I really don't understand. I promise you, I've not looked up the plot. This is like I three in not... a row, Ray. You're going to get fired. No! I need this job, please. I need this job, please. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I have to feed myself. No one's gonna. Fi- if anyone, if anyone's getting fired, it's me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm. I'm really baffled at the fact that I took a shot in the dark about Johnny, who was dating a girl who then cheated on him with Mark. Now the one. Okay, the one thing is that. Like, I would say for the first half of the movie or so, it could be argued that um, she was kind of painted as the hero. But by the end of it, she was definitely painted as the villain. How many times did I say, ugh, or I hate this, whenever she was on screen? Yeah. Um, And, like, the thing is that, like, it was pretty much exactly what you described. Like, the first... You you said that she um like he ate some of her leftovers and that was painted as like the villainous act that was like the the seed of their destruction. Um, uh-huh. What w- actually happened is during one of the many gratuitous lovemaking sequences, um, like afterwards, and it's it got dark during the time, so they were like at it for hours. They, Maybe and at the, afterwards, like Johnny was like tired and going to sleep and she looks over at him like upset and she's like bored with him and she's like too secure and she's been in this relationship for years and you know what that is not awesome but like it's it it happens like people just fall out of love like that that doesn't make her a villain I was never upset at her reasoning. I was mm-hmm. upset at her actions and inactions. Yes, absolutely. How many times, how many times in this movie did somebody say, I don't want to talk about it? <laughs> how many times did Lisa specifically say, Lisa I don't specifically. 
How many times did someone tell Lisa, you gotta tell Johnny that you gotta you're, tell Johnny you're the having truth. an affair? It's not gonna end well. Yeah. How many times did Tommy Wiseau's name show up in the credits in the opening? Too many. I couldn't Nine? Count. Ten? I counted and I lost track at some point. How many times did Denny show up out of nowhere? There was a scene near the end where Mark was like ranting at Johnny, played by Tommy Wiseau. I don't know if that's been clear made clear yet. Um, but uh, he says to him, Lisa's, Lisa's with me now. She likes me now. What planet are you on? And that line specifically, I feel like, was kind of the universe talking directly to Tommy Wiseau. Um, because he's an alien. He's not a human being. I don't know anything about Tommy Wiseau. I, you know what I, I do know about this about Tommy Wiseau? If we at him in, in the episode when this goes up, he'll retweet it. Can we not? um what are some other standbys there was another like line that happened a lot of times in the movie i don't want to talk about it (laughs) i got the i got the test results zach i definitely have breast cancer every like standalone line that happened made me age another week i know i (sighs) Don't watch this movie, y'all. Or do, but watch it with friends. And... Watch it in a big group of people so you can all shoulder the burden together. Yeah, do that. I'm, like, sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're eating a breakfast, if you really like... You're eating a meal that you really enjoy, and then you either... It's it's one of two things. You either finish it, and it's gone, and you're like, oh. Or, no, it's you're eating a meal yeah, you're really excited for. <laughs> you're eating a meal you're really excited for, and you take four bites, and then you're like, no. Mm-hmm. I don't. This mm-hmm. was a bad choice. And the fourth bite is right around when the first um, music video begins. <laughs> oh, boy. I remember there being, like, two and a half of those scenes, but there were definitely more than that. There were at least There five. were, like, four at least total. Four or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene was the tuxedo football scene. Yeah! Don't know why the tuxes were there. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, maybe they just wanted to rent tuxes one day. Oh, well, oh wait. Yeah. Um, cho- what, what, chocolate is the language of love? <laughs> No, chocolate is a symbol for love? It's, yeah, chocolate Yum. is the symbol. <sighs> uh, chocolate is the symbol for love, Michelle right. and uh, uh, boy. Mike, I think. I think it was Mike and Michelle. Yeah. Mike and Michelle, okay. Ray, what did you like about this movie? I liked watching it with you. Aw, that's sweet. And the only right answer. What did you dislike about this movie? It dragged. Uh-huh. Acting wasn't phenomenal, mm-hmm. but passable. Uh, <laughs> I'm being very lenient. Um, uh, the acting... No, the acting wasn't good. 
Uh, overall, no, yeah. there were some like overall, there were some, some like okay that were ruined by d- directing and the edit, but like yeah, I I mean it had a cohesive story. Did it? It just dragged for way too long. Yes. Um. Hey, boy date girl, girl cheat on boy, boy distraught and kill self. What is the name of the man who found out about the affair at the end of the movie at the? At the birthday party. Matt. Matt? Yep. And how does he know everyone? They are in the friend group, apparently. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I paid attention somehow. And more, he agrees more than me, with apparently. That. He agrees with that. That is something he I says. agree with that. I agree with that. Well, Ray, I guess the most... Im- I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Wait, but okay, now I'm upset because we spent an hour and 37 minutes of my lifetime uh-huh. watching this, uh-huh. and we're not going to dissect it any further. What is there to dissect? Tommy Wiseau's hair. The blood? Um, <laughs> the food coloring? The food coloring? Um, the the fact that, that Mark shaved... And yeah. there was a twinkle sound. And there was yeah, and there yeah, yeah, that was a good scene. Uh the the really good scene where Peter was talking to to Peter was a pseudo psychiatrist. He was a psychologist. A no, yeah. he was a psychologist. Oh yes. And also he was told not to play psychologist. Um, where he's talking to Johnny and then the doorbell rings and I'm like, Did you hear that in my head? And Peter says, Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, I think Peter is my most relatable. But even he was not good. Oh, no. But I'm not good. Who was the best character in the movie? Probably Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, Michelle. If Definitely. you open your mouth and say Lisa, I will quit. Lisa's like a close number two. Not not close. Not close. Uh, not close. I can't, but like... Like I said, I get her reasonings. She sh- the, the way she behaved was bad it's not good but like no one else is okay either no not at all mark continues to like be with her and then blame her for it yeah absolutely also there's a lot of like weird commentary on sex like the the gender and sex yeah. In this movie, and it did not sit well with me. No, no, it, no, it, yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't know what the heck it's talking about There's at all. a lot of women are terrible, they're the worst, mm-hmm. they're vixens. Yep. And then there's also just bro time happening a lot. Yeah. I, and I don't know how to deal with that there. I don't think they knew how to deal with that. I think football was their way of dealing with that. I don't think that. they thought about how to deal with that. Yeah. The door on the roof was really short, and everyone had to crouch down to get through it. Every time they left the scene, this is also what reminded me of a stage play. Every time they had to leave the roof scenes, they we had to see people walk through the small yeah. door on the roof. Also, Denny had a weird relationship with a gang member or something that lasted about three minutes on screen. Well, that's how we got to the gun. Oh, did he put it in the chest after that? Did it show them putting it? No, but I'm no. I'm assuming that was the same gun. It was the oh same. Oh my god! I have never. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Uh, 
okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he just kept the gun. Okay. I get. Like, would Johnny have a gun? Would Johnny buy a gun? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, that is I'm, a good The point. whole time, I'm like, why is this scene here? And then the gun happens, I'm like, oh. <sighs> that's okay. how he got gone. Ray, would you recommend this movie to somebody no. who hasn't seen it? <laughs> Would you recommend watching this movie with a friend or a group or ideally a group of friends to somebody who hasn't seen it in like five years? I don't know if I could subject anyone to this movie. I'm kind of bummed because like I've been kind of like feeling the itch to watch this movie like with a group of people and and I've watched it with you and it, it was good. But like now I know that I, I can't I can't watch it again for like another decade. I, I can't. Don't think i'll ever i I look at like gifs and clips that's it yeah but you're in the know now doesn't that feel good you know where lisa you're tearing me apart is from if if anyone ever says i got the test results back it's definitely breast cancer you'll know isn't it better if ignorance is bliss (laughs) here's the thing Now, people don't have to watch The Room. They can just listen to this episode of Mock just Footage. Just listen to this and just don't. It's much shorter and much more wholesome. Don't watch The Room. It's not the best. It's bad. It's bad. Sorry, Mr. Wiseau. Don't watch The Room. I My big unless is, like, unless you're in a group of people who want to show it to you and also you're of legal drinking age. This movie is for someone, and that someone is a college film student who is really into this aesthetic somehow. No one's into this. No one likes this. This is bad. The only person alive who likes this is Tommy Wiseau. Someone wrote, not Tommy Wiseau, someone wrote their dissertation on this movie. Yeah, sure. And its shortcomings. (laughs) Or how it's revolutionary. Oh, you are giving it too much credence, right? You are giving it too much room. Too much ground. Too much room? I'm done. Um, I think this is the end of the episode. Anyway, the quote from this movie that we're closing off on is the one where Tommy Wiseau said, If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! I'm done! You want to close it off? Oh my god. Thank you so much for listening to Mock Footage. Uh, If you don't want to watch The Room, don't. You can catch us on Twitter at Mock Footage. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Footage pod. This is important. Check the show notes. We're going to start putting them in the show notes. Check the show notes if you want to know what movie we're doing next week. Um, That's just going to be the rule going forward. Follow us on iTunes to get updates on what we're up to and um, other other mm-hmm. fun things. What was our Twitter? It's at MockFootage. You can email us at MockFootage at gmail.com. If you like this somehow, leave us a review. <laughs> you can find us on any... Don't review any... this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or do. Um... If you liked, if if you want to leave us a, you can find us on any podcatcher, mm-hmm. probably by now. Yeah. Thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio for making me feel wholesome, and I'm gonna go recover by listening to a podcast by somebody on the network now. Yeah, yeah, I need to heal. I'm gonna go listen to today's episode of Deck of Friendship. Did we miss anything? 
Yeah, well, once more. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place. <laughs> Could you give me a Tommy Wiseau real quick? You're telling me a Paliza. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.